And while we all have more time at home, take a moment and go to carltoninsurance.net to see just how much the James Carlton State Farm team can save you. Whether it's home, life, or car insurance, the James Carlton State Farm team is here in your neighborhood, ready to provide you with a customer experience unmatched in the industry. Rates continue to drop as fewer cars are on the road. Now is as good of time as ever to make sure your family has the best protection at the right price. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm, 314-961-4800. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Now back to Tim and Doug on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. Well, it's springtime in Normandy on the Rock Road. It's the Do-O-Tama and the Hoosiers of the game. Who'll be buried in the sunflower garden on Friday afternoon? Who'll walk that 18th fairway singing this tune? Your stepdads and bleach mm, mm. They play on my mind Like a song mm-hmm. Free Dodo It's you that I love It's you that I miss When I'm gone Well, it's Iggy and Swole DJ Gabe Tom Tom, Los mm. Lean, and it's the Tushy Booth, and it's Timmy's Perfect Sweat. Oh, so good. Just really compressing the ball right now, Doug. Christmas. It made Cletus kiss him, <laughs> and the spirit of Larry Nickel keeps it alive. Your stepdads and bleach They play on my mind Like a song Free totem you that I love you that I miss When I'm gone Is there software that would allow us to, to match up the, the lyrics army. with the melody? If it's on two different tracks, it seemed like that wouldn't take very long. I'll call Gino. Gino. And then it just ends. (laughs) It just absolutely ends. We would need the original uh, multi-track recording. I feel like I get no closure in that song. You think we could get Joshua (laughs) to do a third verse? That would be amazing. He's out in Arnold. His name's Eric. Uh, it's Ryan Kelly morning after on 590 The Fan, KFNS, and Inside STL. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour at 847. Magical Munganass 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Doug, we really kind of broke it down. It feels like it, and it will stay broken down because of some of the language we used. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're welcome to get involved in the program. The Andrea Steakhouse uh, text inbox, 855-282-8255, 855-282-8255. Coming up on our GFI Digital Captain's Log, the Design Air Heating and Cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. And then if you could uh, think about it. How about this? This kind of interests me. Not necessarily uh, a sports topic that's at the forefront of people's minds on June 8th. 
Um, but from Yahoo Sports, the inevitability of the college football playoff expanding has been embraced around every corner of the sport. Good. I know. I'm thrilled to see that. Here's what we got. From the academic ivory towers to the athletic departments to the locker room, an evolution of some type has long been an expectation. The next three weeks over a critical period in charting, off race, excuse me, a critical pe- period in charting what the future of the college football playoff will look like. A pair of CFP meetings are expected to decide a specific recommendation with a final decision, details, and television contract determined later in the fall. Yahoo Sports spoke to more than a dozen stakeholders Monday on every side of the playoff decision. Amid those conversations, a surprise emerged. Officials on campuses, in conference offices, and in the television world have expressed an openness toward a 12-team playoff as the most likely result. That doesn't seem necessary to me, but... Here's what we got let's, on that. I'm it. surprised by that. Yeah, I always thought too. the five power fives and then then one three at large. And then, then yeah. one of the what are they called? The group of five. Am I right? Is that, is that what it is, Matt? It is okay. And then two at large. And then the then a committee seeds them. That would have done it. There you go. Okay. Yep. But let's see what we got here. While it's unfair to say momentum has built toward a 12-team playoff before models have been presented to the commissioners or presidents. The 12-team model has emerged as the favorite outcome over the 18-team playoff within the industry. Quote, the reason that you go to 12 is because you can develop the road of least resistance toward a good result, said a high-ranking college official with knowledge of the process. Officials familiar with the college football process stress that an entire process still needs to play out. The first step will come in Chicago on July 17th and 18th when the four-member working group, tasked for nearly two years with exploring expansion, reports its findings. The four-member working group will present the findings to a group of uh, made up of SC, the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, the Big 12 Commissioner, Notre Dame Athletic Director, Mountain West Commissioner. The two days of discussion by management committee are expected to yield a singular recommendation for the following week, and that's when the CFP Board of Managers, a group of 11 presidents from the 10 FBS conferences and Notre Dame, will examine what's put forward and likely determine the potential shape, although not final details. Multiple sources cautioned against predicting a definitive outcome. The complications that come with group dynamics and varying agendas are real. Also, there are no plans to present or discuss any specifics of what the financial ramifications would be. Um, So how has a 12-team model become the presumptive favorite? Well, its potential emergence winds through the complex layers and varied agendas that cover a world that spans from Alabama to Troy and Ohio State to UTEP. Let's start with UTEP. Yeah, I don't know. Is UTEP, UTEP's been in the mix three of the last five years. but left. I don't think they've ever been in the mix. Does the guy ever get around to giving the format of this 12, 12 team playoff? Let's start with at large bids. In the current four team college football playoff model, all four teams are at large. In a majority of the eight team models that have been projected, there'd likely be five or six automatic bids. That means a decrease in at large bids which would not be of much interest to the SEC or even Notre Dame, which could perceive the expanded playoff as having less access. The Pac-12, an entire group of five to counter, would likely not be interested in expansion without some type of automatic bids. Do you follow that? That makes sense. Okay, yeah. Because the SEC right now, oftentimes, it seems anyway, has had half of the four because they are at large. Right. Well, they, you would think even with the uh, five automatic power conferences and three at large, the SEC would probably get another team. If in that's there. the way that it goes. Yeah. But then the group of five may say, well, then we're not in another snag that makes some uncomfortable with eight teams is who'd get left out. If there are six automatic bids, for example, a team ranked number four or five could theoretically be left out 
and a team ranked number 18, for example, makes the field. That scenario makes some uncomfortable. I don't see how that would happen, though. I do. If you're ranked fourth and you didn't just didn't happen to win your conference tournament, why wouldn't you be one of the three at large? Because two and three could be in. I think that's the, the premise. Because two and three could be in. What do you mean? So two didn't win the conference, three didn't win the conference, and then well, the Well, then, yeah, at some point, that, that, that's kind of why this, why eight works is because it makes a big deal difference if you win your conference. That I agree make, with that. That makes all those conference championship games that much more important. And I like that. I hope that's one of the big things. Because right now it's kind of like, oh, I got to, you know, this doesn't mean anything. It's like something to bet on. Right. And you're watching Notre Dame and Clemson playing and going, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if Clemson, yeah, you win, know. Win, lose, they're still in. Right. Yeah. Or I guess in the case, Notre Dame, they were already yeah. going to be in. It just seems like that that would, that's exactly what you would want is these conference games. To mean to so really much. Be Absolutely. Meaning. Then it makes that Saturday one of the right. best, you know, I think so. Some and heaven forbid, Friday night. heaven forbid a team rank first or second in the country, Alabama gets beaten by somebody in the conference championship game, they're still going to get in. A 12-team version would answer a lot of the immediate looming issues with the college football playoff. Lack of diversity of programs, access for group of five, and the erosion of the importance of supposed top-tier bowl games outside the CFP thanks to player opt-outs. How would 12 teams work? The basic thought is automatic bids for the five major conferences, which also juices up their league title games as play-in games. Nice. And one for the highest-ranked group of five champion. The other six spots would be at-large bids. That gives automatic bids to some of the have-nots and more potential spots for the powerful leagues and compromise is important in a vote where consensus is needed. The details of how those 11 games in a 12-game system would unfold will still need to be worked out in the upcoming months. But the thought is that the first four teams would get a bye and teams 5 to number 8 would host teams 9 through 12 at home sites. Huh. This could, of course, irk teams that finished higher and don't get the big gate, memorable experience, and home field advantage of a playoff game. Then the bowl system could potentially fill in from there, with the expectation being that many of the high-end bowls in the system now would remain. A few sources brought up former Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney's consulting role at the Rose Bowl, half-jokingly, as a potential roadblock to playoff expansion. Delaney was a longtime playoff obstructionist and famously helped orchestrate a Rose Bowl deal with ESPN before the CFP was put together that blocked the sport's best windows from the highest-profile games. And that Rose Bowl thing has always been... Yeah. Uh, the thought for now is that the Bulls will still be part of the system in some form, and it would make sense for the Rose Bowl to be part of that if it's more flexible. It's important to remember that the New Year's Six Bulls are grouped in that contract along with the playoffs. Um, so, there it is. Long-winded, but you get an idea yeah. of what they're looking at. Well, what do you think? More games means more entertainment, more money for everybody, more opportunity for everybody. So if, if that's what it is, I, I'd be fine with it. For whatever reason, as a fan of sports, regular season importance, I, have, I, I place greater importance on that as a fan. I don't know why. I don't know yeah. why that is. And I feel over the last, I don't know how many years, I guess you could say maybe 25 because you can go back to baseball with the wild card. Um, and I understand why they do it. I'm not, I'm not complaining that they did it, but I feel like then it, it, it decreases the lion's share of the game's importance. Um, I'm, I know, you know, I'm vocal about where I am on the NHL's importance of the regular season, the NBA's importance of the regular season, the NFL is continuing to expand and baseball continues to expand college football. I think one of the reasons why I have had a greater interest in it over the last 15 years is certainly in part 
my alma mater, you know, was in the mix to go to the national championship game, you know, two of the last 15 years, which was never, ever in play for the first, you know, 30 years of my life. And then also, um, every Saturday, even a game in, in September, can impact the national championship. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other sport that has that at this moment. And so I really love that. And I don't think that that is ruined by this. Um, if anything, if you get a non I think it, I think it incentivizes people, something that I know you and I have talked about a lot, to play better non-conference schedules. If yeah. you're going, okay, we don't care if we go to a bowl. Let's become one of the 12 teams that gets in. And yeah, if we lose, fine, there's still a way to get there by winning the conference. And fill up places like Faroe Field because you played Iowa or Illinois the Blow first, up the first Bill week Snyder of the season model. yeah instead of playing Southeast yeah. Missouri State and Northwestern Louisiana Tech you don't need those games it does nobody any good except the smaller schools who get their programs paid right. for but I, it it doesn't do anything for the fans it's not fair competition really isn't that supposed to be the spirit of sports you want fair competition it's it's, just like, it's, it's essentially like the grapefruit league in mid Missouri you know, it's like, okay, let's get warmed up for the yep. game against Georgia by playing, you know, this. And you got to pay for it if you want your season tickets. You know, you're paying for, yep. you know, the North Texas game this year. Yeah, I I, I hate that about college football. I mean, the, one nice. of the best parts, I mean, if anything, I mean, it's one thing. It's like, okay, it's cool to see Missouri play, you know, take your pick of whatever, you know, non-SEC school that you don't get a chance to see them play too often in a bowl. But in the whole scheme of things, it kind of doesn't matter. And especially now, guys are opting out for the NFL draft, and they yeah. don't want to get hurt. I totally get that, by the way. They're not doing anything wrong. In my opinion, they're not doing anything wrong. But what if you're playing, you know, take your pick of, you know, what if Missouri's like, okay, now we're going to play USC in September. Yeah. Or, or how fun would it be to have a schedule where every year you started against Kansas, and then you played Illinois, and maybe one in Kansas City, or even home and home in the college towns. That's great. But if you played Kansas and Illinois and Iowa as, as part of your non-conference schedule, wouldn't that make sense for everybody? Wouldn't you get like all kinds of crowds from both schools to watch all these the games best, and have, have real rivalries with the, the bordering states? The best part of college football, and I guess maybe people like in a, in a Kansas City, for example, could say this. I don't know where else you would say or incredible tailgating experiences. Buffalo certainly is unique. I don't know if it's necessarily... Uh, you know, like a Kansas City tailgating because Arrowhead set up. But the best part of college football, and this you can say this pretty much anywhere, is the tailgating. Is the is the weekend? You know, I mean, the game is there, of course, but the week. I mean, it is a thing. It's a great thing. You get a chance to see some people maybe that you haven't seen in a while if you went to school there, or you just get a chance. I mean, even when I went to Notre Dame with my family in 2019. It's just, it's a great afternoon. Usually the weather is pretty good for the first couple months of the season. If you're in the SEC, it can be good for the entire season. But if you're playing like some butt-ass, it really takes something away from it. The energy of a college football game is second to none, from my standpoint, as far as regular season goes. As far as postseason goes, I'll take Stanley Cup playoffs all day long. But as far as regular season goes, a college football playoff, or college football game in the regular season is incredible. And so if you have more of that, I think that's a good thing. I think that brings in more money. I think it's good for television contracts. Um, I guess we tend to look at this from the position of the big schools, and there's a whole other world out there of Missouri States and SEMOs and schools like that who base much of their program around getting a chance to play a big school every now and then. They probably recruit to that. They make a lot of money off of that. And so maybe there's something to be said 
trying to look at all angles now. Maybe there's something to be said for keeping those type of programs alive and viable and healthy also, just because they're on, they don't have the, the top tier players in the country. It's still uh, important to those schools. And there's a lot of those schools out there. There's more of those schools than there are the, the big, the big ones. So maybe that's what they're thinking by keeping this current system alive is that it allows a lot of other schools to continue to have a program. That's all I can think. Well, I like what they're talking about. Yeah. I did. I'm surprised to read that. You know, Jackson sent that link over and I'm like, Oh, I got to see what's doing here. Yeah. And I'm surprised to see this 12 team thing be the, the, the favorite at the moment. I'd, I'd be in favor of having all those games. It's what, what's taking place is bowl games. Now and you can leave a few bowl games for the smaller schools. That, that would make sense. Guys, the Notre Dame game, at, uh, Georgia a couple of years ago was the best, maybe the best game I've ever seen in Athens because most of Georgia's big games take place at neutral sites. Tailgating scene was unreal. More games like that, please. Thanks. That's from Allen. He's in Dadeville. Yeah. Well, I think we all love the big, the big college games, the ones right at the top, but if you're running the sport, you can't gear everything towards the, the top five, 10% of the schools. you got to keep everybody in mind also. Guys, I love the home game opening round. If you play neutral site games for that many rounds, you're asking how a lot of your fans from a travel slash budget perspective. Uh, guys, butt-ass games kill my interest in going down to Columbia. Yeah, it kills a lot of people's interest. It does. Well, But September. wouldn't you be excited to go and watch them play Kansas? In 2025, you can. And then 2026, they're in Lawrence. 2030. 31, they're in Columbia. There you go, Doug. 2032, yeah. they're back in no, Lawrence. Every now year. break down the 2032 team. Every year, they should play Kansas. Every single year, you should play your arch rival. Every year, in basketball, football, and every other sport, you they're, should play Kansas. They're scared to play Mizzou in basketball. And I'd be all in favor of them playing <laughs> Illinois and everything every year. You see what the, the bragging rights game is? That's an example of what happens when you build up a, a, a heated rivalry between border states. It's, just, it's good for everybody. Can you I, tell that rotten cantaloupe to upload the damn podcast? <laughs> why won't you upload it? My goodness, must we go through this every day? I wouldn't put up with that, Jackson. You don't look like a cantaloupe. I know. It's like a flip Bologna. of a switch, and it's uploaded, and well, yet somehow we don't get it done. We did run a little deep in the 7 o'clock hour. What are you trying to say, boy? <laughs> so some people may not be listening live, and they're like, hey, where's the podcast? Well, we ran a little yeah, deep. Well, we, we gave you 90 minutes of uninterrupted radio. Yeah, so... I, <laughs> You can stuff I, your I, complaints in sack. Any other show, I don't even know any other show in the country can do that. Nope. Like ones with actual live endorsements and such. Speaking of which, Iggy, you missed two clip-offs at 758 and 759. Uh-oh. Go ahead and put those down. They're good ones. I don't want to miss them for drops. They're good. 758 and 759? Yes. How would I miss it? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> I think you might have missed them. Why do you say that? I'm just making sure. Because he was, he, was, he, was, he, was he was doing show business. <laughs> I was making sure. Yeah. They were good drops. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Doug, what is going on with these Why? two? People turn on each other in a hurry. Here. God bless it. Iggy and Italian Americans associated with this show, there's been a thing. And you had the producer Joe thing, now you have the Rocchio thing. I love Italians. <laughs> it's not those not two. Not Italian Americans. <laughs> it's that, that's the problem. That's the Just problem. not that one. I, I love rock. <laughs> Uh, Jackson, you should do a float trip t-shirt. Float life equals cash money. Thanks. That's from Hunchback of Orange. I'm not going on float trips. I'm, I'm not. 
float trip. Yeah, you see that I'll picture see the other do. day that was making the rounds of a guy on a float trip and a huge snake crawling up over the front of the boat. Ooh, I didn't uh, see that. Ah, uh, that's. I'm not going. I'm not. It's just I have no interest in that. I have I have zero interest in a snake climbing in the boat where I'm at. Why is the thing called float trip rock or whatever it is? A term I'd never heard until like the last month. No, somebody just made it up. Oh, so that's how I, I think it is. Ah, ah, it's getting into the boat. It's getting into the boat. Ah, a giant snake crawling right over the top of the boat. Ah, no, no. Anaconda. It's no. It's, it's I don't know if it's a water moccasin. Maybe bad. Nice. Well, I'm not going. I'm not going floating in the Amazon. I, that's out. I'm just thinking like the Current River or one of the rivers around here. I'm not getting in the Merrimack River. Merrimack is a dangerous, dangerous river. You ever uh, see the movie Anaconda? Ice Cube, Jennifer yeah, Lopez. It's bad. Jay that's Lohan. bad. That's a bad film. Yeah. It was a bad film, but it was kind of entertaining. I got a flow trip rock uh, uh, playlist here. Yeah, I'm sure Los Lonely Boys done there nine times. <laughs> uh, they a pretty mainstream band. Not not to cast any us versions on Los Lonely Boys, but Boat on the River by The Sticks, Trippin' Billies by Dave Matthews Band, uh, Down by the River. Neil Young. I've been trying to argue that flo- that float trips aren't that Hoosier, and yet the picture we just got <laughs> of somebody smoking a cigarette while eating a rotisserie chicken <laughs> while floating is one of the most Hoosier things I've ever seen in my entire life. Kind of cute. What? This female. Look at Jackson. Mm, Spitting game like Nelly. Shoot your shot, Jackson. This picture looks like it's from about the... 1990. Uh, Beer Cats is unhappy with uh, Iggy about uh, Oreen. I'll get to that after I tell you about Stratum. Waterproofing and foundation repair. Think local. Think Stratum. StratumRepair.com. 314-620-8153. Known for their integrity and authority with over five decades of combined structural experience in basement waterproofing and foundation repair. Their expertise include basement crack repair, foundation peering for settling homes, bowing or rotating wall repairs, Basement waterproofing services like sump pumps, interior and exterior drainage solutions, egress window insulation, concrete leveling, downspout extensions. Let Matt Ford and Brett Groman and their incredible staff help you. They did that for me and my family. They can do the same for you. Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Illinois, where their locations are. 314-620-8153. Let them know you are a Ryan Kelly morning after listener and you get $100 off your repair project uh beer cat sending this in i'm late to tune in has iggy's willingness to chastise people for not spelling oreen correctly been addressed considering he didn't spell it right and he has a screenshot of her facebook page and she spells it o-r-e-n-e yeah that's what i thought is Iggy, Iggy, is he on I, assignment why would i address it well, I mean, the only one who wants to address is you. You went on the fan page yesterday asking Swope to find the audio. Then you went at it again. <laughs> Anybody find it yet? Now you're putting him here because nobody wants to talk about because nobody cares. Uh, well. Why do you care how she spells her name? Well, I was all, I was under the impression it was O-R-E-N-E. I thought it was O-R-E-E-N. I would have thought what Iggy thought, but apparently it's not, according to Beer Cats. Okay, He good. found her Facebook page. Oh, good. You you know how to spell Orena. Why don't you go get your haircut by her? Yeah. No, I can't. You're two hours away. I'll see her. So I'll see her Wednesday. I'll bring it up to her that you're really upset on the spelling of her name. You gonna get a fade for the member guest? <laughs> no, I'll get how I always get a cut. Just uh, short on top, short on the sides, blonded up. You gonna what stick did with the, the mullet? Lansky tweet say? I don't have a mullet. <laughs> Are you gonna get a lot of it cut off? I mean, it's down to your shoulders now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just most of it's getting cut off. 
I like how I don't even have to use a brush. I just get out of the shower, take my fingers, flop it around. However it dries, that's how it stays. Huh. Well, you got good care. flow. Long hair, don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, this is hard to take care of. Just, well, if you have it, wear it down to your shoulders, it would be. I put it in a ponytail, but then after like a couple of hours, strands of it kind of come out of the ponytail and they're hanging in my ears and my eyes is a pain in the ass. In general, men's hairstyles. Hands down, most beautiful breast I've ever seen, and then a penis. Have a, <laughs> don't know what that has to do with a haircut. <laughs> Generally, men's hairstyles haven't changed a lot in 60 years or so, except for that period in the 70s when everybody everybody had long hair. Now, most people have rather conservative haircuts, rather yeah, short I'd conservative haircuts. Yeah. And it's been that way for a, a, quite a while. A lot of people like the long hair. I just don't. Uh, I don't. It's just it's a pain in the ass. But well, why do you wear it so long then? Well, during the pandemic, there weren't a lot of people getting their hair cut. Yes, there were. Everybody still got their hair cut. I don't think so. Yes, they did. I cut my hair. Well, they there. cut it their own hit self or well, I don't put on a that. mask and went. Now, you don't see a whole lot of people with hair down to their shoulders, so they got their hair cut somewhere. Well, I'm not looking at haircuts, so. Sure, there's a lot of people that didn't get their hair cut during their pandemic. A lot of man buns. Ooh. <sighs> that is the worst looking haircut a gentleman could have. A man bun. I, I don't get I it. I can't figure out the man bun. I don't know how to do it. I can put it in a ponytail, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know yeah, how to well, do it. Don't man do bun. it. It's ridiculous. The man, man bun's more behind the, the center of your, your cranium. Yeah, like I just can't get back. it up that high. I, Joe Rod, I saw him at the. Um, when did I see him? At CCC. Last time I saw him was the first round of the Fan Page Club Championship. Um, and he had a, he had a, I kind of liked it. He had a, not in a ponytail, but he had like half of it in a ponytail. Ugh. And the other half was like around his shoulders. I don't get it. No, I he, don't get he looks it. good with long hair. Some people just don't. You gotta have the facial hair. Oh, a, adult. To look completely adult, like you don't care. Adult gentleman with long hair and no facial hair. It looks weird. Yeah. I, I know that from personal experience. I shave like once a week. How long have you had your hair, Rocky? Oh. I mean, I had my hair super long. I had it in, I had like ponytail length for, oh, like for a crying year. Oh, for crying out You did not it, wear your looked, hair in a ponytail. It looked bad because I can't grow facial hair. So, it, a po I, You had a ponytail? Yeah, I just I just decided I wasn't going to cut my hair for a year or two. Why? I don't know, I didn't feel like it. I wanted, cause I, cause I could never have long hair in high school and stuff like that, so I just want to try it out. I literally couldn't have long hair. Well, having long hair is one thing. Putting it in a ponytail is another well, one. Well, my hair doesn't, like, go to my shoulders, Doug. It just, like, keeps well, it building. It just, no, no, it just keeps building up top. It just keeps it building on. straight up? It just keeps building on top and gets thicker on top, and it doesn't really, like, fall to my shoulders. So I can't do anything else but huh. put it, like, in a ponytail. It doesn't, like. It defies gravity? It doesn't gravity? do that. <laughs> Let's, it, I think if I was born in, like, the 70s, I could have had a pretty awesome fro. Could you? But, like, because my hair just keeps getting thicker and it just keeps building, like, just on top. And it doesn't, like... You just did the thing where you yawned in the mic. I hate it. And so... <laughs> you hate your hair yawning in the mic when you talk. I think um, it would be pretty great little column a, little column B. <laughs> to have hair so thick that it doesn't fall down. I think that'd be fantastic. It's yeah, Doug and I are jealous AF. Yeah. That, that part's yeah. nice. That part's nice, but it, it's annoying when you can't... When you pretty much have to do one thing with it because it's just unruly. And also, again, I can't grow facial hair, and so I, I will never have my hair that long again, Doug. It was a mistake. I regretted it immediately. Every once in a while, I do have a couple of bandanas. They're not they're not bandanas. They're <laughs> I did that look for a while, too. <laughs> yeah, Rock, you know what I'm talking about. See, I think uh, you used to wear them. Yeah, I gave, you, I, was, yeah I was the one who gave you the, yeah. uh, who gave you the recommendation. And I bought two banana. of them. I bought two of them, and I still, every once in a while, if I don't want to put it in a ponytail, 
I just put that on. It just kind of keeps it on my eyes. Yeah, it's ponytail. You got a problem with that, Doug? Yeah. You know, wear a ponytail for member guests? Uh, what's, your, what's your issue with a ponytail, I'm getting Doug? a cut tomorrow. For There'll a, be no hair for a member guests. cute. For a guy, it's kind of fits bad. You getting a fade, bro? No, I'm just going to get a cut so it's not hanging all over the place. I'll I give would, you 10 bucks to get a fade. I would love to see you get a fade. I'm actually with, I'm with Jackson and Tim on this one. If we get you a high fade, maybe you get a line put in there, I would, I would kill for that. I'll write you a check. Right? Yeah, I would be so happy. I'll get Iggy carved into the side of my yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. We could make this happen. No, it's not going to happen. Well, you usually wear a hat anyway. Why not go for it? Well, I wear a hat to keep the hair out of my eyes, but once I get a cut, I probably won't wear a hat all the time. I'd like to see you do that. Well, you'll be waiting. Uh, send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. The fifth annual free Dotem Open is back. And time is running out to get signed up. Brought to you by Michelob Ultra, St. Louis Digital Media, and GFI Digital with participating sponsors, Dance Express, Nilo Farms, the Post Sports Bar and Grill, Rosalita's, and Bertarelli Cutlery. Two-day tournament Monday, June 14th, and Tuesday, June 15th at Gateway National Golf Links. $600 for a one-day foursome. Uh, $1,100 for a two-day foursome. Uh, June 11th is the last day to register. So, Doug, here we go. Three more days to register, and June that's 11th, it. yeah. Uh, tickets include golf and card for four players, lunch and booze. TMA will broadcast live from Gateway both days. Registration will start at 8.30, and the tournament will start with a shotgun start at 10.30. The auction for the Sauce Boss has concluded, and that means it's time to start the bids for the Freedman Slayer, Kenny Strode. Bids start at $600 for both Monday and Tuesday, and 50% of the monies raised will go to the Megan Meyer Foundation. Can't we just say money? Must we say money? Why are you attacking me? I read what's in the prompt. I, I don't know. I just don't know why we have to say monies. Bids will be taken throughout the day on the text line, and monies must be. <laughs> Stop it! Say money must be there, not monies. <laughs> must be submitted by close of business on Wednesday. Book your foursome online today by going to 590thefan.com and clicking on the pop-up for tournament payment information. You can also go to 590thefan.com slash event to access the page. All payments will be processed through 590thefan's official Venmo account. You can use the link or QR code on 590thefan.com. Be sure to list the tournament date, team name, and players when you submit your payments. There payments. it is, Doug. At least he said payments and not monies. If I go to buy a cheeseburger at McDonald's, do I say how much monies do I owe you? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just uncomfortable with that. Oh, you're not reading the copy. What do you care? Well, because I'm <laughs> listening to it. Uh, where are the bids uh, for Iggy at this moment? Bids are open. Okay. We are at we got what we got 600 for uh, Tuesday for Marco Bertarelli. There it is. Oh, nice. And Monday is open. Monday is open. Club. Boy, I mean, if you want to win this tournament, I get Iggy. You think he just like has a file in his back pocket, just on the on the course, ready to oh, go? Oh, he'll bring a grinder. I bet. <laughs> a whetstone. Right there on the back of the. You got like a guy, you gotta like a, on the guy who can bring out a whetstone during right. the round. You miss hit a shot, he'll take that club and grind it sharpened. I hope nobody outbids him. I'll probably get a set of steak knives. <laughs> got to be a way to put like a groove in the ball to get a little. Marco Bertarelli's a great on there, guy. Right? He really is a great guy. He's a fun guy. Great people. Great guy. Yeah. Was caddying for Mark Milton. Mark Milton texted me, by the way, during, uh, I guess, our, uh, well, theoretically, it was our 7 o'clock hour because it came in uh, at uh, 8.26. Yeah. <laughs> he said, my favorite part of Saturday's match was Iggy telling me that Freddie Friedman was such a good golfer that he was able to feign bad shots to keep the match <laughs> close. And then when Iggy would get close, he would turn it on. By the way, I was up 3 through 12. It was an epic collapse. 
collapse. Nurse? Yeah, he he missed. I, first of all, I don't believe, I can't believe that Callahan made him putt it. Uh-oh. 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 He missed a two-footer. Just putt them all out, and then everybody knows what the, what the deal is. It's the whole purpose of the game is to put the ball in the cup. Mark, Mark Milton was wearing Just some sick jays. You were there, Jackson? No, I saw a picture. Yeah, I'm Th- gonna There was s- a photographer there? Uh, yeah, Cleus was barefoot, and Mark Milton was wearing some nice... Yeah, I'm going to say this, and nothing against, nothing against Mark. Um, but I'm sure those were expensive because those were the new Jordan golf shoes. They are ugly, ugliest oh. things I've ever seen. Wrong. They're purple Ooh. and blue and black. Nice. Oh, they were disgusting. They were black grape fives. Whoa. What color sweet. shoes you wear with those J's? What color socks? Oh, ankle black socks. Ankle black socks, Doug. Doug, yeah. I have ankle black socks on right now. Yes, you have. Take a look at my cat. You want to see that? Look at those calves. Look at that. Look at the okay. definition. Like a leg. Well, that's why when you see me come through the ball, I'm exploding off the ground like Justin Thomas. It's going to be fun for people to see on Monday. I don't know that many people will be there to which, see it. Which, one, which uh, Jordan was it? He was wearing the Jordan 5 Lowe's, the black grapes. Oh. I just thought they were disgusting looking. Now, that's oh, just sweet. just me. That's just my taste. But I don't know. For I that kind they, of money? I thought they were fire. Doug, bend over and I'll give you monies. That's what I'm curious, George. <laughs> monies. Jackson, these? Yeah. yeah. Oh, those, 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 are, nice. those are Let me see, let me see those. Those are let incredible. Those are incredible. Those are Mar- those what Mark Milton was wearing? Oh, those are stylish. Yeah, you know what you're talking like about. Those. those are sweet. I just think they're ugly. Oh, you're crazy. Remember the time when golf shoes used to be like you're wearing dress Saddle shoes? shoes. Like Saddle shoes, like yeah. wing foot yeah. dress shoes with... Man, people would walk 18 holes in those. Hey, you're still rocking like a kind of like a wingtip looking golf shoe, right? Well, he's got I, a new pair. I've got foot joys. Ooh. They are wingtip, but they're athletic wingtip. They're sweet. And you'll be wearing you'll be wearing pant for our tournament, Iggy? You're wearing pants? Uh, probably unless I go to the pool so we can get my legs tan. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't go out in public with shorts unless my legs are tan. There's oh, starting to be a little a lot of buzz about you being my partner. I don't like white legs. Okay. Another shot at me. I'll probably have white pants on. Okay, wouldn't it take like one day sitting around the pool and your legs wouldn't be so white? I would think so. Took took me 23 years. Really? Still can't get that, there. That means I have to get to the pool and sometimes I just don't want to go to the pool. Well, I don't know. I, I think you can certainly wear pants at a golf do. tournament. I was going to go to the pool yesterday, but it's closed. Just no blue jeans. You uh, wouldn't ever show up with blue jeans at a golf course. Blue no. Jeans? No. Shot at the hipster Tower South. <laughs> no, he I mean, wears blue jeans when he goes. He calls it denim golf. Yeah. I mean, we wear blue jeans everywhere else. Why you not? see people at work wear blue jeans, and no one thinks anything of it anymore. I Why think Old Morrison oh has instituted a policy for 2023 yeah, cargo, that you can wear cargo blue shorts. Jeans. Uh, please break down these garbage golf matches more. Nothing I want to hear about more than the undercard between the a tax lawyer and a guy who rocks a visor with frosted tips, convincing himself he's still 25 years old. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener, who's going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he certainly is. How many matches you play, Carlos? Well, he just doesn't want to hear about it, and neither does anyone else, really. I can't imagine a topic that fewer people are interested in than some of the undercard matches or any of the matches. I didn't bring up in the Shishawali tournament. I didn't bring up the Milton match. He did, and it was a fun match to be a part of. I was. They were back and forth all day. Okay, Uh, boy, Milton can bomb it. I, I've received a, a, a communique from uh, Buck Swope. 
Buck Swope. Who Buck Swope's the best in business. Who has given me a uh, audio clip um, oh having to do god. with the Oreen scandal? Oh my god, you people are just O R E N E or E E. Apparently so. God, he went. He he got so frustrated that nobody answered his question. He went to Swope. Can you find something? I need to know. I told you how I spelled it. O R E E N, and I was wrong. It's O R E N E. Yeah, that's what I understand. So what? How do you spell Oreen? O R E E N. Will you say that again? It kind of cut out. Is it possible that it's a French name and it's E A U R E N E? So that was the audio clip. I mean, yeah, yeah that's what you say O R E E N. Well, I have already said how I spelled it. What the hell? <laughs> it's just a, and it was wrong. So just, what? It's just a lot of confusion. I just I said O R E E N and I was wrong and now you got to call we, we, I mean, Swope we, we, to we find it. If, we can keep listening to see if there's more developments. I think I, I think Iggy and Drew go back and forth about it. But if other people were looking to get in touch with this woman to get their hair done and they don't know how to spell it, it becomes a big deal. Well, the salon's not under Oreen. How do you think Jonathan Saloon? If you want a haircut, Jonathan Salon. I'm sorry, Saloon. The hair saloon for men. Oh, Swope, find that. He said saloon. He said saloon. Find that. I know he did. Find it. Nobody's talking about it. Swope, right. we need you. I don't know. It's an audio drop yeah, and Iggy right now. I could, it's like it's some kind of third world, Doug. We're living in the Matrix. I don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> Jonathan Salon on, on Manchester. How do you spell salon? S-A-L-O-N. How about Jonathan? That could go a couple of different ways. I believe it's J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N. Oh, brother. Uh, the old side guy has issued a statement. And is he the guy, Matt, who you're trying to reach about pulling his bid? Yeah. For Jackson. All right, here we go. Jackson bid. I'm sorry you can imagine that quote-unquote detail being left out as important after hearing station management come up with this last minute. I'll donate directly to these charities as now I don't trust that answer and my bid is still out. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Wow. All right. So Jackson is up for snatch grabs. Is that is he Tuesday rock or Monday? He was 1,000 or was he Tuesday? I think, I think Monday, 1,450? He was for Monday. All right. Well, come and get me, fellas. I'm available so Jackson for Monday. So is, Jackson is available for Monday. Iggy is available for Monday and Tuesday. Tuesday bid six hundred. So, but yeah, but Monday bid six hundred too. So yeah. Okay. There you go. Marco Borelli has submitted six hundred for Iggy. Well, that's awfully generous. That's nice of him. Oh, that's fine. So I'll play with Cletus on Monday if nobody bids. I don't care. And Doug, the starting bid for me is a hundred thousand dollars. Is it really? Well, that seems like a bargain. <laughs> Real bargain. How much money would you have to pay? Would you have to have? To say, sure, I'll part with a hundred large just to play golf with somebody. I think it's the fact that I'm playing so well that people are excited to see it in person. Like, okay, what are you doing? You know, can you show me how you do it? There have probably been people who've paid that to play a charity event with Tiger Woods or somebody else. What are you trying to say? Jack Nicholas, maybe. Okay. Are you saying you are in the class of these two gentlemen? Not at golf, but like as far as Q factor. You think so? Okay. Well, there could be. I don't know who in St. Louis is going to have a hundred grand to throw at you to play in this tournament. You would imagine the Earthwines are probably the ones who vendor yeah. it. Nolan Arenado probably has it. Juan from PP Corp. Juan from PP Corp. The Tiffany Smooth OnlyFans. Yeah, he's probably got it. Paul Goldschmidt probably. Are they off Monday? 
I think I could see Goldschmidt just saying I'm out on Monday. Yeah. Wayne Wright's got that kind of money. Yeah. I guess Molina. Fun to play with him. He yeah. might be better than me. Biff and probably in. Biff could be the guy. He drops Biff could be the guy. Clubs. Yeah. I hadn't thought of Biff, but yeah, he could yeah, be Biff the guy. Biff is now live. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard from him in a while. What's he got going on? Is he like down at the lake? He's called, yeah, I think he's still building that uh, big marijuana uh-huh. factory. Yeah. Iggy, you treated Raby and that caller like they were idiots for not knowing. The idiot who is her Facebook friend didn't know how to spell it. Weird. That's from Beercast. Yeah, Beercast. Still going at it. <laughs> he just gave you an explanation on how to spell it. Now you, you called Swope. He gave you a sound. You're still going at it. Just like that in my weather forecast when I say something about, well, you idiot, it rained, man. Rain here. You're lying. Stop, please. Carlos Spicewin has just issued a statement. I believe <laughs> it's also directed at Iggy. You know, I will say it's fun to admire the pairing you and your opponent are on the course with. For example, Aunt Peg and I just drank beer, acknowledged how dumb this whole tournament is, and constantly laughed at the dead silent Ken Daddy Padre cards. For real. Silence for at least like the first seven holes with a clearly pissed off Iggy over the 28 handicap mountain he had to climb. It was like Bryson and Brooks out there. That's from Carlos Spicy Wiener. I had fun with you guys. I had no intention of talking to him. So, yeah, there's going to be silence. I don't want to ride in the car with him. Juan from PP Corp has made an offer for now the Monday that is open for Jackson. Jackson, if you can be a drug mule for a week in September, we might be able to set up a quid pro quo. Let me know. That's Juan from PP Corp. So is that something that might you could be a drug mule? Uh, Missouri Tiger basketball practice. I got to stay oh, focused yeah, that's on right. September. Uh, there's out of the out of the OnlyFans business and then a drug business. Jake and Kirkwood says, I will pay three thousand dollars for Tim so my team can win, and then we get the huge cash prizes. That's from Jake and Kirkwood. It's yeah, it's almost price. like an investment. It's not cash It's prizes. almost like an investment. If you pay three thousand for me, then okay, it's like three thousand, then you take it out in the expense section of the ledger. Yeah. But then think about the revenue, the top as, line. As far as I know, we're not giving thousands of dollars to the winners. Right? I don't it's think there's the, any monies to the winner. Don't say monies. I think there's trophies, though, I was told. Well, those trophies are worth thousands. Thank yeah, you. Probably invaluable. You can't calculate what they're worth. I have mine from 2019 on my mantle. <laughs> on the mantle. Right next Imagine to, if I put the trophies the the dotem on the mantle. It's right Emory, next. And walks. Yeah, it's right next to my butt plug and mm. penis candle. Oh, oh, Billy. God, boy, you know how to decorate. <laughs> Tim, I'm going to open up a reverse mortgage in order to play golf with you. Also, I don't know what a reverse mortgage is, uh, but the commercials are annoying, so that means it's legitimate. Right, that's from Ms. Daddy. You start taking the money out of your home. You take the now, how is that different than a home equity loan? Well, I, I suppose it's it's not terribly different. But it's something that's I, marketed toward older people, correct? Yeah, if I, it's kind of if you... Uh, need more money to get through retirement. Say you've got $200,000 in equity in your home. You can start to withdraw that. You own less and less of your home. Wherever you take out that mortgage, they own more and more of your home and you own less and less of it, but you have a steady income stream that may last for the rest of your life. Got it. And then when you die and pass your home on to your kids, instead of them having 200,000 in equity in that house, maybe they've got 50,000 equity or however much you took out. Got it. Got it. There are there are people who reach their re- retirement years and just don't have uh, enough money saved up or 
a money stream coming in to afford to maintain money. their lifestyle. So they say, well, why do I, why do I have to own my entire house when I could get some of that money back? And then I could still pass on something to my heirs, but they, they just won't own the whole house. Got it. There you go. Well, this guy's taking it out so he can play golf with me one day. <laughs> makes, makes a lot of sense, especially for younger people. Uh, email in the designer heating and cooling email of the day is coming up in 17 minutes. It's time for us to break this. It's the Ryan oh. Kelly morning after on 590 the Van KF and that's an inside of seal.